passengers, we are currently experiencing a delay because of train traffic. Please enjoy some vaporwave while we resolve operational procedures. We apologize for any inconvenience. Hello, welcome to the Utopia District Podcast. It's me, Indy Advent. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Today on the epi- on the show, we have DJ Non, owner and director of Luxury Aesthetics Online. Fantastic YouTube channel. They do weekly or bi-weekly um, streams of curated songs and it's a, it's a hell of a time definitely check it out we'll put links in the show notes and we have demo dog a huge helper of utopia district a vaporwave collector a big fan of vaporwave a helper of the website of the youtube channel and both dear dear friends uh welcome to the show guys it's a pleasure having you here Thank you. Glad to be here. Always excited to help out. Awesome, awesome. So we have a couple topics to run through today. Should be a fun time. But first off, I just want to check in and see how's life and what's new and all that and what you've been listening to lately. Yeah, so life's been pretty good. Been keeping up with my show. So I actually kind of had a crazy month uh, this month because in Austin, Two weeks ago, um, when I was supposed to have my first show of the month, we had this thing where the weather became 30 degrees for a single day, and that wiped out power to my house for five days. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have a pretty special power grid down here in Texas. Yeah, uh, yeah, I heard. heard. Yeah, we heard about that. Uh, It happens just just once in a while, right? Yeah, excited (laughs) to be on national news uh, for that. But yeah, it it wrecked my show. and you know, after five days of that power, I decided I could do it like the week after, but then I have to do two consecutive show weeks, and I just mm-hmm. let it. That's the first blip I've had, I think, ever uh, since starting my show. But wow, uh, came back uh, with a new episode uh, for Valentine's Day, so I still still got that one out there, and now we're we're rocking again. Awesome, awesome. And so you started the show was it twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? Yeah, I started it on college radio in uh, 2018, and then in 2020 transitioned it over to YouTube as I graduated from college and couldn't be on that station anymore. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been going for for a while, and I'm planning to keep it coming for yeah. Who knows until it stops uh, being fun. That's awesome. No, it's such a great thing uh, that you do for the community. You do it for free on your own time, and it's such a great way to showcase so many artists and. Uh, the live chat portion of it is really fun too. Like you never know who's gonna pop in there and and enjoy the show with you. So, um, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, everybody definitely check that out. And like I said, show notes uh, have the link. And sorry to hear about the weather. Uh, yeah, that's like probably gonna be an annual thing now until they until you guys sort out how to get over that that little hump there once a year 
Yeah, I'm definitely getting out of town next time there's ice in the weather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did it, like, have any effect on your pipes or anything? Luckily, not this year. Uh, when we had the big power outage in 2020, that did do some some real damage to, to my building. My, yeah, my, one of my fire sprinklers, like, popped on my porch and kind of, like, flooded my living room. But uh, mm. nothing was oh, damaged or lost except, like, a single rug. So I got real lucky, I think. I had people with way worse. Uh, yeah crazy man well i'm glad things are going well now and uh demo how, what about yourself that's, that's an excellent question i've been sitting here quietly thinking what can i say <laughs> trying to remember when was the last time i remember to remember so i guess things are going pretty okay i've <laughs> been busy yeah um just kind of getting a hold of this whole thing we're calling 2023 now mm-hmm. uh, i think everyone's kind of settled into it ready mm-hmm. to put the last couple of years behind us and kind of look forward with uh hopeful eyes hopefully yeah, uh, yeah been enjoying a lot of um vapor that's coming out kind of branching out seeing where people are taking their sound and it's uh it's been a real treat mm-hmm. a lot of new directions for sound a lot of sample free vapor we're seeing too a lot of new labels as well um which is really cool um yeah it's like it's funny it's funny you say that uh it took a while to get over the the econ blues i don't know if that's oh yeah i think it's a real thing everyone kind of expected to ride that high forever and you just can't you just gotta let something new something better kind of come in later or you know see where the community goes yeah it's just it's been so long like we're two months into to 2023 i'm starting to feel settled in now i kind of had like some health issues i still do i'm on a long journey and uh so that's kind of making me it's been making me want to go back and re redo it like even more um just because i haven't been able to do as much as i want to like you know i was doing a lot like the tape swap <laughs> was pretty massive. Uh, we're we're th- putting together a new show, by the way. Anyone listening? It's going to be coming up this summer or the fall slash winter, depending on um, other shows and whatnot. Um, uh, right now, I think people are wondering if Econ Four is going to happen, and so, uh, so we'll wait to find out about that. And that'll help us kind of plan what we wanted to do. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to 2023 as well. Um, getting over that health, uh, that low, you know, there's ebbs and flows, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of ebbs. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's help you out with e- that flow, right? The ebbs down, the, down, the tr- downward trough, you know? Ride the wave. I'm riding the wave, that's for sure. But I, I'm I'm good, so yeah, I'm happy to be doing this show with you guys. Be talking to you again. Like I said, it's been a while since we did an episode. Last one was our econ recap, I think. Yeah, so, that was uh, that's correct. <laughs> mm-hmm, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And hope all of you listening have have been keeping well too, and uh, you know checking out the new vapor artists um there's been a lot of great shows coming out um i know there's been some in arizona some in new york 
couple uh there's a new set a uh, group of people doing shows in the midwest now um there's also vapor space in st louis happening and some la stuff it's like uh oh and i and i hear a little actually no i can't talk about that one <laughs> but yeah a lot of a lot of shows so it's it's been cool um if if anyone listening is in the arizona area and you haven't heard of the shows going on there definitely check out uh chief leafs twitter page i think they'll be sharing it on there i'll i'll, I'll ask him what to put in the show notes and you guys can follow along um i know they just did a massive wicked awesome show with uh groovy kaiju um and he came out from la for that and apparently it was a lot of fun so yeah if you're into the sound um and you want to hit up a show check it out oh yeah and that's something i wanted to just quick quickly mention there demo as well um i know the pandemic's certainly not over but it's nice to have people at least feeling comfortable again going out and you know not wearing masks and um i still wear one a lot of the time i still feel like i you know i'm a hypochondriac like i'll feel like oh i'm getting sick oh geez because i didn't wear my mask um, I mean, they still work, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they still do their intended purpose. Like, I think it's just going to be a normal thing in society. I'm glad they've been right? See, and I don't think twice about it anymore. I don't like look at them and say, "Oh, don't yeah, they know it's exactly. over?" It's it's a personal decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just you know, you see a lot of people, a lot more people going out to shows and and whatnot now. It's like I don't know if it's back to normal yet, but. Uh, we oh, and econ had a freaking massive turnout, so that's a a great indication. Indication, but yeah, it just feels like people are feeling better about the pandemic. Um, but not to say that it's not still affecting people as well. Um, and hopefully that you know we we that gets sorted out soon. I don't know, but anyway, um, yeah, just wanted to mention that as a good outlook for the future so did you guys hear about uh oh yeah no let's play a song let's play a song i'll I'll go first i guess so pacific plaza put out a great record recently by company auto um definitely check it out it's called aki kochi and let me just link it to you guys here in the chat um and i'll i'll played on the show as well and uh the song i'm gonna play is called los angeles and there are still tapes and uh cds and uh, uh mini cds rather available so check it out if you like what you hear So smooth. I love Company Auto. He's he's one of the like first vaporwave artists, honestly. I remember yeah, he hearing him in like 2013. He goes so far back, and it's impressive whenever there's someone who's been in the scene that long and still making stuff. Yeah. This yeah. album actually, I don't know what inspired him to do this but he actually reached out and gave me early access 
this so I could figure out a way to put it in my show. So I did kind of like a, right after it launched, I dropped it in my show kind of thing. Oh, so, awesome. Uh, yeah, that's what I love about your show, album, man. You're, you're so like ahead of the game. And that's great that people can submit stuff to you as well. I'm not sure how often that happens, but not not too often but when it does it's always exciting and i get to like i, I sometimes i don't usually announce this on the show post you just have to listen but yes every once in a while you'll get like mm-hmm. a preview of, of something that coming and I've, especially like stuff on pacific plaza i get those a lot early uh, so i've had like yeah i've had like uh early access to and the uh, patch notes albums are coming out um a hero album i got early access to and I think I played that one on my show. Uh, that Riverwave album, yeah, a lot of good stuff on it. Oh, nice. Mm, this is so good. I wonder if it's sample free. I don't think he usually... Yeah, it sounds like it though, I don't know why. It's like, it's slushy, but it's not. You know, it's like, if it's like a radio slush. <laughs> show it to someone that doesn't know it and they'd be like yeah yeah i get it yeah this could be taken for like a movie soundtrack kind of like transition scene music Mm -hmm. and no one would question it Mm -hmm. it actually says on the album page it's a blend of original compositions with plunderphonic techniques so it's a blend called it and there's some uh some remaining yeah yeah one mini cd remaining and a couple of C- mini CDs. Oh, it looks like there's six, seven. There's one bundle left. Oh, uh, let's have a look at the bundle. Yeah. Well, yeah, check it out. Uh, PacificPlaza.bandcamp.com and definitely follow Company Auto uh, and give the album a listen. Aki Kochi. Cool. All right. So, um,. We got, uh, yeah, Bandcamp is releasing a new feature, rolling out a new feature, uh, playlist feature. Yeah, it's it's actually out, I thought. Yeah, it's on, it's on it's my app. It's on my app. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I don't use the app. I just use the, oh. the browser. You see, the app used to be terrible. Now it's almost okay to use. So they- <laughs> so the phone app doesn't isn't terrible. You can download stuff now for local, kind of like Spotify does. You can, it's added the oh, playlist. Cool. Um, you can queue cool. things. So yeah, it's it's actually not as bad as it was. Like the, uh, the bank app used to be so terrible. Uh, there's nothing mm-hmm. you could do with it that was useful. Now it's now it's where it should be. So mm-hmm. maybe that's one good thing that came out of the acquisition. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Epic learned from their uh, their store page for the games. Mm-hmm. Or just trying to UI. match at least basic functionality of Spotify or other apps. Yeah, about time, man, about time. But yeah, that's cool. Um, saw that floating around on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said they're they're going to add it to the website as well. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I just I use the website, so oh, I use the I so browser. you're missing out on key features by sleeping on that app. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. Maybe with your Bandcamp collection, your phone will blow up if you try to load it up. Yeah, I have a large collection. I also <laughs> like download a lot on Soulseek. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just my local music collection is something I'll never turn away from, like my Flax and MP3s, right? Um, 
I used to be like super obsessed with organizing the metadata of all my albums. And then I got into Vaporwave and then it just it just t- yeah, turned into too many Unicode characters. Yeah, <laughs> and like as I got like was going through Vaporwave, I was learning the different definitions of what things actually were. So a lot of my metadata is incorrect. Like there was a period when I was listening to like Simpsons Wave like in 2016 and a lot of it had like synth in it too. So I just called a lot of that stuff Wave. And I just I you know, if I search my metadata on Winamp or whatever, I type Wave for the genre uh, genre uh like that's how I manage my metadata because Okay, this is getting real deep into it now. <laughs> know, it sounds like a way better system than what I used. I got so mad that most things didn't use folder structure. So yeah. I would just go into an entire album and just make the artist or whatever, whatever I wanted it to be. And then I it was able to sort by that. So it's just mm. completely destroyed. <laughs> like, un, unfixable. Yeah, I kind of feel that. So uh, you remember Google Mus- Google Play music before it was was just google music yeah Yeah, back in the day superior where like you could have a the local local. app Mm -hmm. yeah and and you stream your own stuff and then they realize your own shit that's a really awesome way to pirate stuff and google killed it yeah well you still (laughs) can you can upload twenty thousand songs but you have to drag and drop them and you can only do so many at a time and you know what sucks about the new one is they don't disconnect your YouTube videos from your YouTube music. So a lot of time you search for something, yeah. it's not on there or like that's the more popular thing and that's what it pulls up and then you get a shitty bitrate music video. Right? I mean, it sounds like, like the I'm same not... problem that iTunes had where they were actually like mm-hmm. getting rid of people's good flack files on their local computer to uh, help oh, them save what? space and replacing it oh, with, with, yeah. with AACs or whatever yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah. I think they crazy. got like I, don't I know would if they have got fucking sued. killed them I there's seriously... a big thing about it where oh, uh, like an artist, a guy who was doing his own music his stuff got yeah. flagged by no mistake way. by something else and they deleted all of his stuff oh, and replaced god. it with something else Oh, and my I was god. I I couldn't, couldn't that, read that, that article without a laughing to myself that's so crazy I don't know, yeah, I'm just that's a why i don't trust apple hater but i i kind of i'm like a local guy i do as much as i can locally i still use dropbox and google drive but it's unavoidable it, now yeah uh i have a a giant nas that has like everything so that's it's all i need now but um yeah i've been thinking about like hosting my own vpn and other kind of cool stuff like that uh i run plex server uh i used to run irc and terraria servers minecraft and stuff but yeah i just have a lot of fun doing local stuff but anyway with youtube music with google play music um you could sort by genre they took that feature away on youtube music now you can only sort by playlist so or songs or artists or albums or whatever I do like that they separate your uploads from your library, but they need to bring back the freaking genre button. because I put years of work into right clicking and every album I have and changing the default metadata on what genre it was to, you know, I I have anything with like metal guitars in it, whether it's like 
soft or hard, I'll call, still call it metal. You know, we all have our little tricks like that. And now I, I can't find anything. So I'm having to use playlists now. And I'm, it's basically like I'm starting over. So half of my shit is on the YouTube music like playlist thing and half of it is local on my computer. And I have a kind of a system for playing what's on my computer through my phone around my apartment. Um, but it's, it's not the same. Like I, I loved being able to do it on, on browser or go anywhere and have all of my music there um, and be able to find it quickly but now I can't. So yeah, that's that's something that I hope for the future. <laughs> yeah, less <laughs> I think musical fragmentation. I think this Bandcamp playlist feature though is just it's going to be a game changer for people getting into Vaporwave because yeah. you know, whereas us old old folks had to go to our Google Play Music and tag it all manually and do all that stuff or set up a Plex server, like now you just you pay a dollar and it's it's yours in the app and you can do playlists and all that stuff so mm-hmm. like i'm i'm really excited for um yeah anyone getting into the scene right now trying to support the artists and build your collection yeah. it's so much easier now yeah it's a great way to support people directly it's going to hopefully have a more deeper impact but um there yeah there is something to say about like growing up with and you know so i'm sure there's percentage of people that still do it this way like the younger generation but people like us um that grew up downloading mp3s and and whatever and organizing with folders you know there's there are for the people that don't do that now i think uh that's like a great way to see if someone's a vaporwave producer you know like or, or into it like if you're into vaporwave, like you're probably gonna have a really deep and organized st- music structure, especially if you're an artist. Like, you know, if you've heard someone like Luxury Elite talk about how she organizes her samples, um, it's pretty interesting. And yeah, that's just stuff. It's just it, it fascinates me the different ways that people collect digital things. Well, I feel called out. My stuff's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> It's the it's the forever it's a never ending battle, right? It's just like right. tabs, you know. It's like oh, I gotta keep that, but I don't. Everything should be organized order. by folder structure. I I've I've used Fubar two thousand as my music player forever, and I'll Fubar? never ever not what? use it. Yep. So wait, it, but Fubar doesn't have a library system. Yeah, it does. It does. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Okay, that's that's cool. So yeah, Fubar and Winamp, yeah, those are the those are the good old OGs. I've heard uh, Music B is good. There's so many yeah, out there. Maybe it used to be. I don't know if Media Monkey's still around. That was oh one. A classic Media Monkey. There um, was one really good one I used to use. Um, started with an R. What was cool about it is you were able to navigate your folder structure uh, in the app itself. So like in, in Winamp, you can kind of do that, but it gave you like a Windows like view. Um, yeah, and there's know, my some head went cool... so far back. It's probably not Rhapsody, was it? No, but that's a great band. That's I love eight. Rhapsody. <laughs> Rhapsody of Fire. Yeah, and there's two cool ones I was looking at too called Strawberry and Clementine. Mm-hmm. If anyone uh, listening is into that like local player stuff, especially if you're into like uh, your desktop um, 
like aesthetic if you like minimal desktops and you know like changing your your taskbar and all this kind of stuff especially if I, you run linux as an operating system because i believe clementine is native to linux nice yeah i was gonna actually bring up linux for the people that like to um customize their desktop aesthetic uh there's a whole subreddit for that i used to fucking spend so much time on uh oh here, uh, here's the player it's called resonic resonic player oh, i actually used that before it's actually really awesome if you have yeah. a bunch of like little like drum kits and stuff and you're like oh what the heck they're all he said you can just play through each one as you click on them so you don't have to like fire up a media player or drag a song into a media player to hear each exactly like, millisecond yes. clip yeah exactly uh i i that makes so much sense mm-hmm. uh, i used to use Winel as well Winel with the double. you're on your own there yeah uh man this just takes me back but yeah um man I, we should have a whole episode or like a, on a different episode talk about desktop customization um, Ooh, the I can get aesthetic. Re- real nerdy with it. I used to use something called Lightstep. Shout out to anybody that knows that. But yeah, I've been seeing Linux is like the top like way like if, you know, especially because hackers are using it and uh, developers and whatever for having that aesthetic kind of desktop vibe. But I'm curious, like, because vaporwave people would probably be into that sort of thing right we all like pleasing visual stuff and are really visually creative maybe we'll do a poll on twitter yeah yeah so you're listening to the show uh check the twitter and, and and comment on the poll if you have a and a lot of people use their phones nowadays too um and some people might have cool uh, custom ROM and like visual designs too with folder it's icons. crazy all the icon like customization out there all yeah yeah custom launchers like yeah and especially because people are making uh discord emojis too like there's just so many cool floating around you can like uh use for vapor like aesthetic stuff sorry go on i cut you off there oh it's i would say like there there's so many like there's a couple apps out there that are super popular but like they cost a lot of money for some reason and then people are selling Mm. like icon packs and it's like ooh. You got to really, really like it to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're a mobile user, they really get you. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, check that out uh, and, and, and feel free to share your desktop customization or phone customization. All right. Uh, shall we play another song? Yeah. That's good to me. Cool. Who wants to go first? Oh, we could throw mine in there. This, uh, Hotel Pools? Yeah, we'll go with the yeah, that one right there. Hotel Pools put this out the 24th, February. Ooh, with a links. single. And it is, if, if you know Hotel Pools, it is definitely Hotel Pools. <laughs> it is a very, very nice, relaxing, mellow, like Sick. it just can't go wrong. It can't, it can't help but feel like you're in a good mood. I'm really loving this album cover. It reminds oh, me of, uh, there's one visual artist. We sold one of his... VHS is on our Bandcamp. Some of you may have purchased it. Um, his name is Aitso, and uh, he does like analog glitch kind of stuff. I'm going to bring him up later in the show on a, about a different topic. But um, yeah, that like 
super high contrast, but super washed out. Wavy scan lines. High saturation. Yeah. yeah, it's so crisp and just gorgeous. Okay, uh, let's check out the song, Hotel Pools and Links, from the single called With You. Here it is. Oh yeah, I hear it. It's got that nice driving beat. It's that windy sound, the cassette uh, twine. There's there's a word for that. Flutter. Um, yes. Mm. That's baby making music right there, oh yeah. Of course, by the pool. Poolside with you, baby. Get like drive, like the movie Drive vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say I always get like kind of cruising down the the highway visuals with like nighttime, you know, street lights blurring, like passing by. Yeah. That beat. Like that beat. It's and that that's that sound, man. It's just. There's a song by uh, Whitewoods, you know, Beach Walk. You guys know Beach Walk, right? The album, right? That Whitewoods album? Or is it a song uh, about the Whitewoods That's album? a song. I, I, what's the album called? Uh, Spaceship Earth? That's what I was thinking. Yes, Spaceship Earth, yeah. Um, there's the picture of the, or the YouTube video or the gif of the dog who's driving. I've seen that video so many times that now when I hear this fluttery sound, I always picture the dog, <laughs> like his hair, his ears flapping in the wind. Oh, I just found that clip. Yeah. 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 I'll I'll put it. I'll put the the link in the show notes too. If anyone wants to check that out. But yeah, this is a hell of a song. Yeah, this Lynx guy too. I'm gonna check him out. Or her. They. Lynx Synth on SoundCloud. Lynx like the the cat. Thank you so much, uh, Demo and Whitewoods and Lynx for uh, making that song. Beautiful. I wonder if they'll have a, a new release. Oh, he put out another single. Yes, yeah, so got a couple singles. So yeah, maybe we got a new album coming soon. Yeah, hopefully. That was good. That was good. Uh, okay, so what, what do we got now? Um, let's talk about... Uh, we got some events coming up. Um, so Electronica announced, like 100P, announced their show in Barcelona. It's going to be pretty cool if you live in Spain or anywhere around there. Definitely hit it up. Uh, You've probably heard of Primavera Festival. Um, It's pretty big. And they're doing two days. Barcelona, June 5th and Madrid, June 6th, I believe. Let me just double check that. 
And uh, yeah, so we'll put the link in the sh- description um, if you want to see the the picture. You know how George always does that uh, planet uh, photo with the that cool neon font. Um, and let me just double check the date here. Boop boop. Primavera Sound. Uh, what is it? That is impressive. Oh. One day apart. For anyone wondering, that's a six-hour drive. Only a three-hour train ride, though. To Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, true. Two-hour flight or three-hour or two-hour and forty-five-minute train ride. Oh, it's June fourth in Barcelona. June sixth in Madrid. That makes more sense. Yeah, I'm not in charge, but that's what I would have done. Yeah. And uh, so performers are George Clanton, Negative Gem- Negative Jemmy, Windows ninety six. I believe that will be their first ever live performance. So that's that's pretty cool. I think they're from Brazil too. So like, I don't know if they're flying all the way up for that, or maybe they moved to Barcelona. But I know they're from Sao Paulo. I'm sorry if I butchered that. <laughs> By the way, anyone that's better than I could have done. Sao Paulo, uh, and Death's Dynamic Shroud, FM Skyline, Satin Sheets, and Esprit. Uh, oh yeah, and the Esprit uh, final for Relax came out, uh, and it's sold out already. I missed it. Ooh. Dang it! Uh, for anyone listening, and you haven't, if you haven't heard that album, it's a super classic, Vapor, very early Esprit, and that's uh, been re- was released on Fortune 500 in 2013. So uh, George, uh, we'll see if he does a repress. I know he does that a lot, so fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, check that album out on uh, espritfantasy.bandcamp.com if you haven't heard it. I'll, well, I'll link it in the description. So yeah, that should be sick, man. I uh, wish, wish I could go. You know, I've been thinking about Barcelona a lot recently. It's just like the best city on the planet, <laughs> honestly. That's like from what I can tell. Uh, super chill, relaxed. Everyone there is so laid back and accepting, and the vibes are like just on point. And the skate culture there is really, really big. Uh, skateboard culture. I definitely want to make a trip there sometime. So I don't know if this is going to be it, but that I mean, would what be better cool. time than now, right? Yeah, I just I, I was going to go to LA for RSA conference. That's a complete tangent, but that's a cybersecurity (laughs) conference in, uh, I think it was in San Antonio, San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. I would say San Antonio is in Texas. We're pretty far apart. Oh, yeah. That shouldn't be there. (laughs) Yeah. Forgive me. I'm just just a a humble Canadian. Telling us about Barcelona, and then you're like, oh, and that old (laughs) San Antonio. Oh man, I was feeling uh, bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, so worried. I had to Google just to make sure. I was like, "Is Barcelona and Madrid really close? Like, like are they supposed to be that right after each other?" Yeah, but, you know. I guess I'm, we're, I'm all, really we're all on the worldly. same page. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was hoping to go to the Dominican in uh, in like March or April, 
coming up. Nice. So we'll see about that. Don't want to, because I want to be able to afford econ if it does happen, and I have my own event as well, right? So, um, yeah. So uh, you know, check us out on Twitter if you're not already. Uh, join up the Discord. You can go to utopiadistrict.com. Check out the website and join the Discord from there. There's a link at the top. Um, if you want to keep up with what we have going on with the show. Um, it's, we're trying to attract a lot of people and have a good mix of big and small artists. So be a great opportunity for people that haven't played live yet to come out and have a lot of, uh, you know, people, uh, in attendance. Um, so yeah, more to come on that in the future. And I'll let you know if I go to Primavera, <laughs> I'd love to do coverage. Ooh. Um, oh, yeah. some interviews and whatnot. Show afterward. Yeah, uh, I think uh, my pet flamingo might be heading down, so there might be some coverage. I, I'm interested to see how how that goes. You know, after experiencing the last uh, econ, seeing seeing how it goes, kind of over there would be pretty cool. Pretty cool. See how it's re- received. Oh, yo! I think it's gonna be off the chain, yo! Off the chain. That's my guess. Yeah, it's going to be real slick. Uh, and okay, Windows 96, like, it's, that's so awesome. So, uh, DJ Non, you mentioned Windows, Windows 96 earlier. Yeah, he's got that new album out, How to See Through Balls. It's got this crazy cover with, like, a jester on it, like, off in this big checkerboard, black and white marble, infinite space. And it's it's just an incredible album. It's easily one of his best like man i've been listening to this non-stop um nice and i want i think we should just go to the first track because it hits real hard uh near-death experience let's check okay. yeah, let's check that out all right awesome let's let's here it is I was gonna say it just kinda has this like nice soft start and then it just it builds up so well. It is a metal part where it's just going all over the place. Ooh, I feel that bass. Yeah, sub bass comes it's in. Like... Oh, that gives you shivers. Holy yeah. shit. Ooh, the ape build in. Build in. Yeah, you're ready. Oh my dear god. Yo, what? Dude. This song just hits you from every direction with, Dude, with what? all these different instruments. Yeah, it's like it's changed what the song is like four times, but it's, it hasn't been abrupt at any point. Yeah, you feel safe, but you're just... Yeah, there's like no whiplash. Like sometimes you see that like uh, people will change uh, what key they're in or their time signature. Uh, this is holy shit, man. The musical misdirection. Minor. 
Oh yeah, seeing this live, that's gonna be wild. That's nice. Should we just let it play through to the second song here? Oh, the second song is real good too, but I mean, <laughs> you got time for it on the podcast. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in the vibe right now. I actually recommend you skip on to track number five. If you want to hear like the second best thing. Yeah. Oh, this is fine. Let's, let's, we'll play three songs. How about that? <laughs> so, one thing I like about this album is he kind of brings back some vocals that he hasn't really had since Glass Prism. Uh, I think, like, the ones he really experiments with them on a reflection Glass Prism and then this album. Um, but I really like the way that created him. I think it's the most, like, in his style that, the like, the vocals really just blend in. But you can, like, still kind of hear what they're saying, you know? It's not totally unintelligible. I really like to. You know, you mentioned Drive before. This reminds me of that uh, Real Human Being <laughs> song, yes. the, the vocal mix. Yeah, I, I agree. That song, that band is uh, really good too. They're called College, I think. Yep. Oh, nice. Nailed it. <laughs> and I think this, like, if you were to throw this in, like, any new music radio station at random, no one would notice. Yeah, it wouldn't be like off-putting or like, what is this experimental thunderphonics? Right. It's not jarring in any way. It's just really nice. There's a big change up there. That's nice. Yeah, it's my favorite part in this one. That flippy does. sound is just so unique. It sounds like a, a guitar string, but it's like not. Very plucky. Yeah. Like a harp. But it's synthy. Yeah, it definitely plays with some new sounds on this album too. Like I think sometimes Windows 96 same instruments. Like uh, you cut, really can you say that again? You cut it out there. Oh yeah, he's he's got a kind of homogenous sound sometimes, where like you can take one album and other, and it's like you hear all the same the same instruments. They're being used in different ways, of course, but like I really like the little experimental things he throws in here, like that like harp sound and all that. Yeah. So subtle, but okay. Uh, now number so that was number two. Who's counting the days? And now we'll skip to number five for Spirals. So, some Final Fantasy shit here, bro. Oh, yeah. Some trumpets. Get started the battle theme. Yeah. 
Ooh, now it's aquatic ambience. It's like a underwater Sonic the Hedgehog level. Yeah. Ooh, reggae beats, mom. Ross. crazy to me is how this didn't like immediately come out on vinyl like there's been a couple like uh, magic peaks came out straight on vinyl glass prism was straight on vinyl like how did this one miss that train mm, interesting yeah it could be like the vinyl market is taking a long time uh depending on where your manufacturer is could be just know, maybe just wanted this to be like a old school style release where it just comes out on digital and wait for everything maybe oh that's the daft punk right there oh yeah maybe there's gonna be records for this like pop it up at the barcelona show or something maybe that's the idea yeah that'd be cool yeah that's that's a good point i mean just from these three tracks that we've been listening to i i have to take the time to quote this uh comment here on the uh bandcamp page by uh, Code Prefix, uh, I feel the same way. They stated that it puts the mustard on the dog. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can I feel definitely that. see that. <laughs> They're also their favorite track was Spirals. That's amazing. <laughs> Shouts out Code Prefix. But yeah, um, uh, you know him being on the uh, what's his name? Gabrielle, is it? Gabrielle. Gabriel, yeah. Uh, he's on 100p, right? So maybe the vinyl yeah. release will come out at the show. Yes. I'm going to keep my eyes open for it when it pops up on Bandcamp. Yeah, if it's not exclusive. Oh, I hear that vocal again just subtly. really going minor a lot too I wonder if he's using one of those like it's not a vocoder but it, like you use your mouth to like digitize I forget what they're called Anyway, uh, yeah, check out the album, windows96.bandcamp.com. Uh, how to see through walls. Check it out. All right, uh, on to our next topic. So, uh, oh, yeah, okay. So we got a... Uh, Someone on the team, his name is Jupiter Like the Planet, and they have a fantastic web series called Max Head Reviews. Some of you may have seen it. It's a twist on Max Head Room, where he reviews uh, Vaporwave-esque video games. And uh, our latest one is 
Hypnospace Outlaw. And uh, the kind of going back to, you know, how the internet used to be and how it was made and, and why it was like it like it was and whatnot. Very cool video. Uh, might be out already. Might not be, depending on when this episode comes out. But definitely check it out. Uh, it's a great web series. We've done Broken Reality, Verlet Swing and Cyberhook, uh, Mall Quest, and now Hypnospace Outlaw with episode four. And there's some really cool production quality in the, the video too. So um, if you're into that kind of vibe, you can check it out as well. And if you played Hypnospace, check it out. If you haven't, what are you doing? Pause this episode and go play that game right now one of the best games i i think ever made it also goes back to our talk earlier about the desktop aesthetic it's all throughout right? this game you're gonna see that it's gonna have yeah. that highly um oh what's the word i'm looking for stimulating no yeah well it's definitely stimulating but i'm gonna go more <laughs> with um chaotic chaotic it's almost like a, an angel fire website yeah, from, like, the early days or like web rings where you have like the grotesque uh, GIFs <laughs> with the highly um, like rasterized uh, graphics. And yeah, the pages take forever to load and there's a song in the background. That's yeah, and everything is just dithered. Dithered was the word I was looking for. It's just dithered to dithered. hell to get that. You know, so can we squeak a few more colors out of 256 bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have you ever that? I don't ever really want to go back, but oh, sorry. Go ahead. Have you guys ever looked at Space Hay? Space Hay, I haven't. I haven't. I've no so idea. It's like a new site that's like recreating MySpace. Here, let me send you guys a link to. It. Oh, oh no God. way, bro! Dude, check MySpace. This, this is exactly what you're talking about. I was <laughs> so into MySpace. I was so into it that when people started using Facebook, I was I was like pissed, and I was like, "Why? This is so bad. Don't switch." It's I like predicted the end of what made like social media sites good. There are a few others I was on to uh, vampire freaks and some others, you know, more like bloggy kind of stuff. And Facebook came space in. Hey or Hey Spay? Ruined it all. Ruined it. Uh, did you link it? Yeah, it's in the meeting chat. Okay, I got it. Space Hey, I gotta check this out. Is it is, is Tom on here? Space for friends. <laughs> to check is oh is that the my chemical one? romance guy it uh, is i think yeah it is he's got a singing gif this is all emo oh man this is cool kyle has 630 friends oh man this is so good but so bad oh the comments oh my god this is so, ah this is so sweet it's yeah it's pretty two exactly months like ago it. that's cool it got it's Four days ago. What? So people are using it? Dude, Space Hay. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. They got a forum. They got Bolton. Dude, forum. that sign-up page is exactly the same. They literally just copy and pasted. <laughs> Someone, uh, yeah, yeah had all the screenshots. They Dude, the, the friend. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. Seriously. I'm, I'm seriously so happy. Oh, my God. There's a show... 3D Blast will uh, appreciate this. Um, there's a show called Pure Ownage, one of my favorite shows ever. Also a web ser series about um, 
it's kind of the life of a pro gamer back before like there was like esports arenas and all this kind of thing um yeah and he, there's a song in the show called get out of myspace where character discovers like you know the internet emo side of, of things and like south park did some episodes on it too but you know just uh everything's lame right and uh, the song it's just it's hilarious uh should i put it on see if you guys get a laugh out of it do it yeah all right uh, uh pure you won't be yeah pure pure ownage pure ponage oh, they made a movie they did but don't watch it <laughs> it's like that movie is the epitome of like when i said like early esports like before it kind of got bad yeah um like yeah i don't want to i don't want to get too too into the movie but let me link the song here just so you can hear it as well but yeah i don't know uh i think we'll play it and, and we'll see uh if anyone gets a laugh out of it actually wait wait you know what we'll do don't play it we'll play the scene um from the show instead all right uh, I'll link that one. Hold on. Here, here it is. Yeah, the scene from the show. Uh, it's just funnier with the scene. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes if anyone wants to watch it, because you get the vi- the video, right? The yeah. how he's yeah. acting, all all emo and stuff. And check out the show if you like this. Like, it's seriously the best show ever. Uh, if you get, if you like, get it, quote unquote. It's it's all um, parody, right? So although it seems it's kind of dorky at times, it's like a more it's it's meta, right? Okay, here we go. That's the RT is gonna give me a seizure refresh rate. You're not you. Do my words have meaning to you? Oh, yeah. Now that you're gone. It's all gone, everyone's gone. We used to be good old so strong. I'm feeling lucky, but <laughs> get out of my space. We used to be so strong. Now the world's wrong, now the world's gone wrong. Oh, is that vampire free? No, okay, just my space. Turn all the lights off on the world. You don't care about society's feelings, do you? Choices you make are all wrong. Who will be on my side? We used to be so strong. Get out of my space. It's just such a great time capsule of 2007. Pixels to display legible text on, on the screen. Everyone is fake. All of these shots he's taking. It's like people are more fake now. Like you thought people were fake back then, yo? People were pretty real. And this was these pictures, like selfie. 
as a word didn't exist yet. Yeah. That's just how we took pictures back then. It was like people could be fake then, but they were all being the same kind of fake. Yeah. Now everyone's trying to be real in a fake way. It's yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch the, the video for anyone uh, Everyone listening. is fake. Yeah, and like low def webcams. It's just such a, an aesthetic of like that time capsule. Oh, yeah. Ugh, I love it. All right. Okay, so yeah, uh, check out the Space Hay. I know I'm going to do that for sure. Uh, super stoked. Thank you for the share. Uh, okay, so what do we got next? So, uh, like I said, Midwest Aesthetic uh is the group that is doing the shows out there and i think it's in wisconsin that's where uh, madison is so yeah it's madison yes exactly and so apparently the show was really good and they have another one coming up so if you're in that area definitely go to that i'm actually going to try and make it down it's not too far from toronto and um it's july 29th coming up so spread the word if you know anyone in or near Madison in the Wisconsin or Midwest area they're trying to grow that community uh, so check it out I will put the link in the thingy uh, also and then uh, vapor space that show Ronnie just did went off without a hitch there's some cool videos uh, you can check out on data girls Twitter uh, Ronnie's Twitter vapor space STL and that looked like a really fun time too. So if you're in the St. Louis area, check that out also. Uh, okay, so that's all I believe that we know of for IRL events. Uh, if you're listening and you have any coming up, give us a shout and we'll be sure to mention it on the show and spread the word on Twitter. Um, it's the least we can do to help out the community. Okay, um... What do we want to talk about? Let's talk about some releases. We got a new, a uh, couple new sections on the show. We have the release radar, and that's just upcoming releases, digital or physical, whatever that we uh, want to make sure people know about. There's an artist, Modest by Default. They have a three-set album series two tapes and a vinyl coming out on celadon plaza celadon plaza and maybe that's how he pronounces it uh very soon so give them a follow and check that out it's very cool vibes and uh first time vinyl for that artist um yeah modest by default i think a lot of you will like that sound uh, especially if you're into like the barber beats kind of jams um, and give Celadon Plaza a follow too. Um, I want, I meant to mention them on the previous episode and I got interrupted and realized I never finished my thought about that label. Doing some cool stuff over there. So check it out. Um, and then, oh, we have something from R Infinity. Did you want to 
talk about that, DJ Non, or oh, whoever yeah. posted it? Sure, I can talk about it. Yeah, uh, Gaia.rom, which is a R Infinity MIDI album where the whole thing was made um, just oh, in MIDI and thrown through some old, um, you know, keyboards, basically, uh, to produce the sounds. There was actually the original release, uh, which was back in 2019. You could even buy a floppy disk with that MIDI data, plug it into your own uh, like keyboard, and get get a different sound of the album. But uh, nice. personally, uh, I'm a so fan. So you're talking of the... about those like old keyboards from like the '80s? Oh yeah, really old keyboards. Right, with the floppies yeah. like built in. Well, they, uh-huh. they made those in like the 2000s too. Did they? Oh shit. Well, I think this one was. It looks like it came from like a 1985 uh, kind of era keyboard so this has got yeah. that old sound um but if you like kind of old 8-bit video game music um with maybe a bit of a uh cyberpunk twist on it this is the album for you nice awesome awesome and that's coming out soon yeah on halcyon tapes there's gonna be a new repress of the cassette awesome. um yeah looks like the date is March 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Fantastic. Uh, give Halcyon Tapes a follow. I don't think they have a Twitter, but you can search up Badly Drawn Hugs, Hugs with a Z, to follow the Wizard of Loneliness, who runs the label. Everyone should follow Wizard of Loneliness. He's got a yes. great Twitter. He is a special character, special boy. Um, cool, cool. That's That's great. And what else we got here? We got uh, Turtle Pals tapes. They don't, uh, they're not like specifically Vapor, but on the subject of newer cool labels, they're putting out a cool album, Wizard Toad DS Adventure, like Nintendo DS. And uh, it looks pretty sweet. If you're into that, uh, you know, like chip, tuny kind of vibe um it's by exotic and i'm just trying to find i think it came out on photoshop it looks like a photoshop album yeah oh it's deathlance deathlance records yeah it's not quite vapor but it's uh pretty pretty cool here I'll, i'll link it in the description for you and it's available on tape and CD. Check it out. I was gonna say this sounds like even sounds like a Photoshop album. I'm surprised it didn't come out there, but yeah, it's got that like kind of mall soft mix with like haunted video game uh, cartridge sound mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, yeah, that's a great great description of it. It's very like um, Polymono <laughs> was the yeah. artist on Photoshop. That gives me that vibe. Um, and then we also have a new tape by Horizon Wireless. It's called Horse Wireless. And Shatterfoil put it out. Uh, give it a check. Uh, very, very awesome artists. They're always doing super cool stuff in the scene. And um, always releasing uh, unique sounds and doing a lot of cool collabs. Uh, so check that album out. Yeah, and I was looking, last looking at it earlier. It's it goes yeah. over some pretty interesting concepts at the bottom of the page. It's kind of outlined. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but it it's a pretty 
deep album from Pretty what I've deep. heard or I've listened. Also, it's got tracks that will also destroy your, um, you know, your album list there with all these interesting characters thrown in. <laughs> oh yeah, and everything is aesthetically spaced. Yeah, that's that's yeah that's uh, Horizon Wireless. Um, yeah, great sound, man. Always on point, kind of slushy. Um, so yeah, check it out on Shatterfoil Records or Shatterfoil Industries. Did I say Shatterfoil? Shatterfoil. And then um, on Business Casual, we have New Cape Coral, and it's called Blue Note, and it's kind of like a hip hop sort of uh plunder phonics uh very very cool i definitely recommend checking it out uh any song um number 11 is really good muscles make noise uh yeah if you're into the whole um it's kind of like a early houston kind of rap vibes um so check it out um i'm i'm sure someone will know who he sampled mostly on this and like who the album cover is based off of and, and what it samples. And also of course, give Cape Coral a follow. One of the most prolific, uh, artists in our scene, I would have to say. Okay. Um, let's throw on another track. And do we want to do that? Our infinity track. Oh my God. We didn't (laughs) just moved on straight on there. Eh? Yeah, let me throw it on here. So this one is called Sunrise Orchid ROM. And here it is. And you can find it directly on our Infinity's Bandcamp page. We'll make sure to link that up as well. Here we go. That's like very like Chrono Trigger vibes almost. Cave Nest Game Soundtrack. He's so good. soundscapes a lot of mood and emotion attached to them it's just something that you can like explore for a while i really like listening to our video like when i'm driving or i'm just kind of like watching stuff go by it's, mm-hmm. it's just really nice for that mm-hmm. so good yeah i've been listening for a long time i kind of you know it's hard to keep up with all the music these days like definitely increased since like 2019 the amount of vapor artists releasing stuff and you know as you collect followers like not followers as you start following people on Bandcamp, it's harder and harder to keep up with all the emails <laughs> oh yeah yeah for sure oh yo it's Mallbird in the house what up yo yo we're just uh doing a little podcast here you're, wel- you're totally welcome to to join 
hell of an artist name. Like, yeah, it, this guy, so the link. we're the all, link. it's funny, DJ Non, Demo, and I are like, not super fans, but we've all been following this guy for a long time, um, since 2019 probably, and he does his own cassette releases and has a really unique process. I actually talked about it on my old podcast, uh, The Private Sweet Mag. Um, let me actually search that up. Um, I'm amazed by that floppy release, because it's not just a floppy, it's a floppy and a fucking crystal clear Yeah, taste. yeah, he does a lot of those. Um, but um, DJ Non and Demo were uh, talking about the podcast uh, before we started the show. Um... Oh my god, that hits. Woo! I actually own one floppy, and that's uh, a lesson in cryptocurrency. The um, mic's a little quiet. But... Oh, I can change that. Okay, um, that's way better. Yeah. So, I own um, a lesson in uh, cryptocurrency by. Cat System Corp on Floppy. Yeah, from Strudelsoft. From Strudelsoft. And the funny story is um, I got the white version and there was also a black floppy which was only available on a platform where you could buy it with only cryptocurrency. Oh, that's cool. And it was like 23 euros at the time. Oh, that's my printer. Um, and Back in the day, uh, I was very close to. Uh, I was about to get myself some Ethereum, while one Ethereum was five hundred dollars at the time. Yeah, then now that floppy would have been worth a lot of money, and uh, yeah, the the cryptocurrency I would have to buy to buy that floppy with cryptocurrency would still be with more than I would have paid for back in the day. Pretty crazy when you think about it like that, like selling something for, uh, with money that has fluctuating value like that. Usually that's stabilized by a lot of other things, outside forces and, you know, an entire economy backing it. That's the wild thing mm -hmm. about crypto is very yeah, theoretic. It's, it's interesting to think, like, would you sell that, you know, floppy on Discogs for the U.S. current U.S. value mm -hmm. of the cryptocurrency, or like what? Like, does that inflate it artificially? Does that say something about what the album is trying to discuss, or am I just reading into it way too much? No, it's a, that's a great, great point. That is a lesson in cryptocurrency for sure. <laughs> that is a lesson in cryptocurrency. That's amazing. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of interesting items like floppy disks, R Infinite also has uh, a few releases on CD Caddy. These are CDs that are in that are removable from these plastic caddies that have almost like a big metal like floppy disk slider, and they were meant to be read in these CD drives. That you slide the whole plastic thing in. It's almost like a protecting case around it. You slide the whole thing in like a mini disk, but it takes like, a normal sized. CD. Like a zip disk? Like a zip disk, but zip disks were, I think, metal platters. Mm. Right. Whoa, these are yeah. sweet. Cyber yeah, optical storage artifact. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I have not been able to find the actual drive it goes into because they're, like, ancient yeah. and super faulty and prone to breaking, which is why they're not around a lot. 
but he, he was able to get a hold of Some a bunch of, of them and he put a lot of releases out on them. So I always try to make sure if, if one of those was available, I'd grab it. That's so cool, That's man. Dope. Yeah, we'll link those up. And uh, <clears throat> DJ Non is sharing some pictures as well uh, for anyone interested in that old analog style. I guess it, <clears throat> it's digital technically, right? It is. It's crazy. It's a CD. Yeah. I have digital Compact videotapes. Disc. You would expect videotape to be analog as hell, but is that like I got SVHS? No, that's still analog, right? Nah, that's the. Uh, I think SVHS might also be digital, but I got myself a, a few camcorders uh, over uh, beginning last year, um, nice. and all of these are video eight. Video eight. Yeah, a video eight cassette is eight around millimeter. the size of a regular music. Oh, cassette. high eight. Is that high, right? Yeah, high eight, yeah, yeah. High eight and video. Those eight. are the best. It started off as video eight, and okay. then it became video uh, high eight. Yeah, I have like twenty in my room. I'm like, what is on these? Uh, but I, my camera, I can't find I, it. I could bring my. Oh, hang on. Uh, do you this whole you, uh, situation with uh, econ? I'm still confused. Uh, because. There was something in Barcelona going on, but yeah, is there still going to be one in New York? Oh, we don't know. Well, oh yeah, no, we do. Yeah, he said, uh, so on the big stream, uh, when he was talking, when he first announced it, he said the main focus right now is Barcelona and Madrid, the Primavera, but Econ 4 in the US, or the US Econ is still... Um, what what's the word he used exactly? Um, he will be putting question. attention towards that after the Primavera show. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So earlier I was talking about it. I guess I forgot that I heard him say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, usually with the big streams, they're like during the week at two a.m. for me. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh. By the way, do you have uh the crisp? noise suppression on on discord for discord um yes oh okay but discord has been oh wait it sounds better now annoying me all day oh true yeah there's like a background sound i'm sure i might be able to filter hmm. it out uh that might just be my 3d printer which i can now turn oh off. okay yeah that could have been it yeah it sounds like a no, small fan yeah yeah that's that is a small fan what are you printing loud one <laughs> um a mandalorian chest plate Ooh. Yeah. Are you doing like some cosplay? Um, yeah, I it's actually for a friend. Oh, um, cool, cool. I got myself the same thing, but the one I printed is too small for me. Mm. And yeah, I'm printing the one for my friend a lot bigger mm. because he is a lot bigger than I am. That's sweet, though. Yeah, I I wanted to get into three D printing, but I I live in an apartment, and you know. No room in then here. Then FDM printing might be just the thing for you. F yeah, F resin, resin would probably kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Not kill you. I, I can speak of, from experience, but it sure is annoying as hell. Yeah. I do own an, a resin printer and an FDM. And I had the FDM printer for like three or four years now, which is kind of crazy to me. And the resin printer, I got that one... I think last year ago. Well, you can't use maybe, it like indoors in a. In yeah, it, a, you should. I, I can't use it in winter because <laughs> in an enclosed, when I'm using small this thing, room. 
Yeah, you don't really breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I have to open all my windows. Yeah. And and I'm sure I can't do that like in winter. House. Because they make like little like pop up tents that go over them with a little fan and a hose, like mm. flexible hose line that you could run to a window. Right. right. Yeah. I thought about that. But... That's risky. So yeah, I want to talk about uh, our online events we have coming up. So we haven't done one in a while, but we are excited to announce on March 18th, we'll be hosting Vapor Shave 2023 with um, Daydream Deluxe. It's a charity stream and just trying to raise some money for Leukemia Foundation. You can read more about that. We'll put the link in the show notes if you like. And, um, you know, the world's greatest shave, if anyone heard about that, it's like an Australian thing where they kind of try and raise money every year. And so this is um, Daydream Deluxe's kind of version of that. He is he's an Australian. He lives there. And uh, we decided to kind of partner up for this one and make it a little a little bigger for this year. And um, so, yeah, that is coming up soon, March 18th. That is a Saturday. And uh, try and spread the word. Tell your friends. It's going to be a fun time. Got a lot of big and small artists and uh, trying to raise money for a good cause. And we'll have some cool uh, giveaway kind of stuff from some labels that are uh, giving away merch to you know, help raise money for the, for the foundation. So, uh, more to come, follow us on Twitter, utopia district, follow daydream deluxe. So you can keep up to date on the happenings with that. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, I wanted to actually go back to talking about, um, art, forget who it was demo or DJ non, but, um, did you see my link about, the nfts did yeah so i just want to get a pulse on this like you know nfts kind of came and went sort of but not actually you know like obviously the dust has to settle with that sort of thing um it takes a bit of time when new things come out like that but this link i i'm sharing um i'll put it in the meeting chat as well and i'll put it in the description it's like uh, I'm curious, like, how many people still interact and, like, use this kind of stuff and, like, what the typical, like, fan or, or customer of this sort of thing would be. If you click the links, there's a lot of great stuff here. And I think some of this stuff um, is similar to what, uh, well, I know it is similar to what some of the analog visual artists in Vaporwave are doing. And... Um, you see some of these items are sold out. In fact, all of them are sold out. And so I was just curious, like, do you guys read up on NFTs or know anything about the current like market and what like analog NFTs on this website in particular, Nifty Gateway, um, are like four? <laughs> so like... I, I did enough research to find out what NFTs were back when they first got really big. And, you know, then it kind of devolved into people spending $200,000 for randomly generated and rearranged pixels. And a lot of people lost a lot of are money on it. Are they still worth that much? It, so 
I don't like using the word worth. Yeah. Anything's worth what someone's willing to pay for it is the bottom line with NFTs. People were buying into them with the assumption that they would continue to increase in value um, Mm -hmm. because you're creating an artificial uh, demand or it's just one of this. Yeah. All the technology behind it is cool, but it's the... it's it's gotten to the point where a lot of people are saying, "Hey, NFTs are a way to make money because people will buy these things, hoping that they're going to make more money, but they don't want to put in the effort to actually create the art." So usually, what happens are people are ripping off other people's art and then selling it for large sums of money, or actually tricking people into buying it. Um, yeah. Very similarly with cryptocurrency, a lot of people saw the rise of you know Bitcoin was like the first one. And then out from Bitcoin, where there was thousands of these coins, but it would just be some random dude in a, you know, chat room saying, "Hey, I got a thousand of these coins. They're about to hit the market. You can get in on it first. And they ended up being just scams. People would buy all these worthless coins, and then people would run with the money. So mm-hmm. if you are going to invest in NFTs, definitely make sure it's a reputable site. Uh, don't expect to become rich. Otherwise these services wouldn't be available if they weren't making the people who serve them money, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And like hosting the websites and the... Right, like the hosts, the, the people who are putting them out there. Marketplace. It's almost like Etsy, if you think about it. Etsy's making money yeah, off of people selling stuff. Yeah. So a lot of people are seeing NFTs as a product and they want to go on there and say, all right, I'm going to sell these NFTs. Hopefully I'll get some money back. And a lot of people have done them and a lot of people have done it honestly. But yeah. yeah, don't don't expect like wicked returns. Yeah, for sure. There's just a lot of like, there's there's really great ones. Maybe some of them are stolen, some of them aren't, you know. But like, there's there's just AI art a lot of the time, and it's like, right? Like, I don't, I I don't get it. So that's why the the analog video version of this that I saw from Ina Vere, posted by X Mortal, um was you know more captivating and uh you know they have a lot of followers and uh there's a like nft god guy uh he got hacked recently or like he got hit with some malware and you know so uh, there's just like a really active community doing these things and i have to believe that there's some sort of like legitimate portion where the customer and the artist are both benefiting and it's not just like complete speculation or like artists taking advantage of like dumb customers or something, you know. I'm right. sometimes sure. Maybe yes, the same but... as buying a digital album off of Bandcamp. You know, you don't actually physically own it, um, but you're paying because you better than DRM that artist. But... Correct, correct. And you're kind of like on a um, and NFTs don't even have DRM. There's no way to prevent other people from getting your JPEG, if that makes sense. Right. Now, you can't prove cryptologic ownership, but I mean, what's that worth when my background could be every single NFT shrunk down across the whole thing? And I'd, hey, that's a cool background I have on my screen. Is there but... no, like, unique fingerprint? No, there is. So there's a cryptologic, like, cryptographic, rather. Uh, it's, a, it's a Bitcoin address, basically. Mm. So they could, you mathematically figure out that this is the owner of it that's tracked within the blockchain. Yeah. But that code is then assigned to a picture. It can be yeah. assigned to anything. 
So one wallet per picture? Not wallet, but like um, a token. I, I, if they're using them as tokens. Okay, and you can have multiple tokens in a wallet. Right. So like you just, uh, it's 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 super weird. When you when you, it's easier to think about it in money way than it is to think about it in like a picture. Yeah. Maybe like saying like, well, oh, what I is the money proof anyway? of a, it's just paper. a image. <laughs> it's got art on it. Getting we're getting really high flutin in a vaporwave podcast. <laughs> I got my pinky out. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that I mean, floating around on Twitter and thought it was interesting and uh don't really it's interesting talk but about money's it. art you own in your wallet physically. Um money is something you some so to some point own physically, like cash. Um cash money. In theory, you could just take your $20 bill and hang it on your wall and frame it and stuff. While with an NFT, you would have to print it out first. And <laughs> then. <laughs> and the price of printer ink, know. it would just ruin it. Yeah. I mean, the printer ink might be the, the cheapest part about it. <laughs> yeah, I just mean more like on the NFT. why the only reason we assign value to money is because it's a, like to physical money. Or digital is because like to to the dollar is because it's there's a world reserve currency and it's easy for everyone to be able to exchange in, in one thing. But at the end of the day, you're probably gonna wanna like you know if the pandemic were to like get worse and like you know every man for themselves kind of world happens like a Walking Dead kind of thing or whatever. No one's gonna want money. Like paper money. Now we're gonna move to bottle caps first. Yeah, well, we'll probably move to like rum, you know, like oh, like upset. well, like moonshine, because you can use it for fuel. You can get fucked up with it. You can use it for medicine. You can use it for like bacterial, like you know, cleaning. Um, and it's like everybody w will want to get fucked up <laughs> because we're in a dystopian future or whatever right it's chickens and rum people start farming yeah i tried to farm some money with nfts when the hype was there yeah but i tried to to get i mean i make art with blender so i thought i could sell that shit somewhere um and back when nft shit was new um, there were some platforms I checked out and tried to get my art up on there. And I think on one platform it was impossible to upload without an invite from someone who was already in their system uh, of people that can sell. Uh, and some other platforms, they had you pay to put your art up first. And... Depending on the platform, it was some crazy amount to, I don't know, like 17, 17 bucks was, I think, the lowest up to, I think, something between 100 and 200 bucks just to get your art up uh, up there, uh, just to sell something that someone has to buy first, so it makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was not. Yeah, a fan no, of I never NFT got into after, it. After after that, after trying to sell my my stuff and yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would have I, just I imagine it's real taken hard. a fee 
I would just have taken a big fee on earnings or something. Like, someone pays a hundred bucks, they take like 20-30% of it, which I would have been fine with. But, don't make me pay first. And oh, you man, got, that's you had, investment. And you had to pay uh, in cryptocurrency, of course. Oh, yeah. And that's what they want. Yeah, that was annoying. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're in that whole ecosystem uh once you're in i imagine like a lot more of it becomes like automatic and um you know i'm it's not a case of like the technology being too difficult to understand it's just like the ceiling of being able to get in like you mentioned like you having to pay on some sites and you know um really be able to market it and like create a brand around it like you kind of have to start up a whole Twitter and all these other things and like, you know, know just the like protocol for like what websites are uh, worth using and like the inside, like I'm sure there's people, I bet like, you know, you can just go on Reddit and find the subreddit and get like whole guides for it now. But at the time when people were like trying to figure it out, I think those are the people that really capitalized on it and then started like building out the foundations for like how they thought it should be. And then like, as a byproduct, you get this like high ceiling of or like barrier to entry sort of like, unless you have crypto and crypto wallet and whatever, you're kind of out of the picture, right? You're like left behind. Kind of like a club. Yeah. It's like a club. Yeah. I just want to know when I could get my limited edition luxury aesthetics NFTs. <laughs> when, when will they hit the market? Yeah. yeah I think the... I actually... <laughs> I have made uh, like glitch art that is not released anywhere, but um, there's been thoughts of maybe putting it on t-shirts or something. I, I, I like physical uh, yeah. NFTs, you know? <laughs> that's what. Can, that's the thing I was going to say. Can I get say. a fake t-shirt? Like a size large? Just like an ethereal sure. blockchain T-shirt. I can't wear it, but I, I know I own it. Yeah, <laughs> it's stored on DJ Non's hard drive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a little text file that says "Demo Dog owns this," <laughs> and as long as it's there, like, hey, that's that's all the ownership I need, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just send me an email, and I'll uh, send you a screenshot of the file. If I Perfect. I couldn't yeah, send you the was... file itself, though. It got right. only a screenshot. Yeah, only a I screenshot. was about to say access like... the original file. But I also I made about... sure the screenshot is an NFT, so it can't be doctored. You know. Oh no. <sighs> yeah, I was about to say it's a shame that NFTs don't come with anything physical. Like, imagine just getting a USB flash drive that looks nice or something. Oh, some mm -hmm. some places actually were had the gall to to sell you it again. So like you'd buy it from somebody, and then they're like, "Hey, do you want to own this as a print?" And then they'd send it through a print service and charge you overhead. Yeah, <laughs> just for you're paying for it twice. Yeah, can't you just print it yourself? I mean, not on a t-shirt easily. Yeah, I mean, I can do. I can make a crappy t-shirt, but there's like stores you can do, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, on a t-shirt, that's a different thing. There's but like dropship on ones a piece of paper? as well. Services. Yeah, I, I've actually tried to make my own t-shirts some time ago. Um, I still gotta finish up that pro process and the whole project because uh, 
I tried to make the shirts a bit more custom than just black t-shirts. So I bleach dyed three oh, nice. three t-shirts t-shirts. Um and on that on those three bleach dyed t-shirts I wanted to print on the Unreal Tournament logo, but still gotta get my screen printing frame <laughs> to work. Um, and I still gotta buy some supplies for that. I already got the frame and the mesh. You should put together like a, a video on how you do it, mm-hmm. and that would I would like to see a lot more homemade like products out in vaporwave. Yeah, like I love to see the releases. process. Yeah, like like people. For oh, I, I always love it when I receive a cassette. And it's like wrapped in like a newspaper from a region, or it comes with like. The catalog page torn out from something from the early 90s or manga yeah or something something random and cool or a a cool thing i I had with um a purchase of what was it uh mossy frog tapes they gave me a magic the gathering card of a monkey to my that's awesome to my super monkey ball themed cassette which i think is really funny nice also stickers. Just give me and, stickers. I love stickers. I think I had a Yu-Gi-Oh card on one, on one cassette. Can't remember which one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychomart always does it the best. They make those paper cranes. Oh yeah, Psychomart. Yeah, is for sure. Rabbit mm. and manga. Um, Lumi would write you handwritten notes and uh, give you little uh, like colorful paper things. I really miss Psychomart. Yeah. I also thought of that. Um, and I, I gotta say, I'm I'm still really impressed by the the shipping speed of Psychomart, because that stuff comes from Japan. Yeah, yeah. And the shipping tells me so. It does not for me. It took me. Oh, yeah. It took it took one cassette. I mean, not the time. Like, I just mean the price. Oh yeah. Okay. I always I always cringe when I look at the shipping. I'm like, Ooh. Hey, that's uh, what I pay for every was every single for thing I have to buy in Canada. That's true. The, we we yeah, feel bad for you. Same, yeah. Same same over here though. Yeah, worse for you, um, honestly. In Germany. But Psychomod was not too bad. Australia's yelling me. right now, Cohen. You guys have it easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, my my cassettes arrived within like three to five days. Wow. Which That's is impressive. Still something I'm I'm still impressed to this day because Especially from Japan. I, I still have cassettes that I ordered in twenty twenty. That have not arrived. Twenty twenty. That's weird. I got a, those, a vinyl <laughs> that hasn't arrived either. I think a lot I mean, of people have a vinyl that haven't arrived. Yeah, I've got a bunch. Yeah, <laughs> I still, <laughs> I'm still shipping shit out here from Utopia District too. A couple of things. I was all our vinyls ship Mac out Plus there. one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So should we flip her over to another song? Um, I might actually just flip into bed because it's like four, four in the morning. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, get some rest. Have a nice rest of your podcast. Thank you so much. And enjoy. All right, bro. See See you, man. Always great to hear you. See you. Sleep well. Thank you. You too. When it's time for you to. We'll sleep. get there. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Okay, we got uh, so there uh, an artist late arcane. I've been a big fan of for the past maybe a year or so. And uh, I just wanted to give them a little shout out. They have a lot of new material in the works. 
I wasn't sure sure which song to play on the show of theirs, so I just went with um, one of their earlier albums, With Abandon is what it's called. And we're going to play the song Neo Pangea. Uh, okay, here it is. That's it, funny. There's a kind of a theme of music on this episode with Hotel Pools, Windows 96, R Infinity, and Late Arcane. Like they all do the synth kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I was thinking we we're getting real in the vapor synth tonight. I didn't even, even realize that. R Infinity. Yeah. And uh, the auto album too is like kind of in the same yeah. vein. Yeah, a lot of original compositions. A lot of a lot too. of yeah, sample free stuff. We'll see if this last song that's in here is Oh yeah, it's a little a break a little, little, little break from it. <laughs> oh, yeah, this last one is actually pretty cool when we talk about it. I'll tell you guys. Okay, sweet. All right. Well, here is Neo Pangea by Late Arcane. Bit of a longer track. They just, they have such unique soundscapes. And again, this is two years old now. I found Late Arcane through their 2022 release on Business Casual, and what interested me, that's such a like vaporwave, it's like a VHS pop kind of album, and you go to their their stuff on the campus, whoa, it's crazy like vapor synth stuff, totally different vibe. Yeah. But both are like very high quality productions, so I'm like really impressed with Late Arcane. They have so much range. On their stream, actually, they're singing acoustic guitar, playing acoustic and singing pop songs. He did Wonder Wonderwall, actually. <laughs> it was great. There's a lot of, like, Vaporwave artists that have tons of range. But for some people, it's like Vaporwave is like a side project yeah. and alias from another music project, and they just want to explore more sounds. Yeah, like, fire tools. Yeah. I think Dan Mason plays guitar. Uh-huh. And he did that on one album, I think. Mm. Yeah, that was. I'm not going anywhere. 2020. Right, right. Speaking of guitar vapor, you know who I miss? Tokyo Wanderer. Oh yeah, it's been a while since. Yeah, uh, I was talking to I them a few months their... ago. They're still around. They just haven't released anything. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I still have their uh, their Flamingo Fest set bookmarked because of just how impressive the like guitar playing and stuff is. And yeah, watch, like, nice. Them do all the solos and stuff. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll link up their Bandcamp. I got Incubus over. I got it on cassette and vinyl. Nice. Shouts out Corespect. Corespect is the best. They're, 
they're like such a positive they add so much positivity to the scene Yeah, check out uh, Late Arcane on Twitch as well. You can find that link on their Bandcamp page. The link it as well. Um, their stream is a lot of fun. They've, they've really grown a lot since my 21. Not that this is not Bjork, it's Orbital. Sorry, Orbital, Halcyon, On and On was was the song that, that it reminded me of. Y'all know that song, right? Might if I heard it. All right, I, I got it. That's, it's such a fuck, fucking good song. Let's just play it. Um, I'll put the CKY video version on just because I have the link here and it's funnier to watch but you don't need to watch the video to appreciate this song um yeah all right let's throw it on right now here it is uh halcyon and on and on by orbital this is like proto vapor it's not vapor at all but That sounds like Bjork. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I can definitely see this is proto vapor. Oh, uh, for, regarding the video, they're on an Iceland trip. That's where the footage is from. This is sampled. Oh man, what's that? Lot of lot of people. This is sampled on a recent album. Oh really? Business casual. Oh damn! Really? That's an interesting song to sample. Was they did change it a lot? Yeah, they took that part with the the female vocals. We were there, just the like kind of two minutes in. That part, yeah. Classic CKY. I miss those early days of the wacky antics. 
before Ryan Dunn passed away. we got so oh, that's most of the topics for today's episode uh and then we have one discussion topic we want to get into just to finish off the show vaporwave and the internet you know i'll just I, I have a paragraph here i wrote late one night so i'll just paraphrase it and then we'll go from there uh, and just open up a little discussion I think it's something vaporwave people think about uh, at least sometimes. There's some, so yeah. Vaporwave and the internet. You know, vaporwave is made to harken back to the era before corporations kind of took over and ruined the internet. Right? It was our internet. Um, you could say it was. You know, it's our way of. You know, regarding news at 11, going back to before 
the TSA takeover of you know you know Big Brother looking in and watching no privacy anymore, you know all just the current state of the internet and what got us to this point and how corporations kind of ruined it. So I think we're sort of rebelling by listening to Vaporwave to, you know, people often compare it to punk and whatnot. Um, And that's what like, we're trying to relive some of our nostalgia. And um, it's true for me, at least to the core of me. Like that's a lot of the reason why I connect with Vapor and I just wanted to say one thing I think is funny or interesting is how hard it is to capture this idea in like, even if you come up with the perfect phrase for it, you can't really explain like why people connect so deeply to this thing. You really have to feel it for yourself to get your own version of what it does for you. And You know, there's surface level versions as well, but I find that we all have our own version of it. And I've actually talked about this a little bit before on Hot Takes podcast, but uh, oh yeah, Hot Takes podcast coming back. Check it out, twitch.tv slash hot takes vapor, I think. Let me just double check that. Um, Yeah, Hot Takes Vapor. Uh, that's like amazing podcast for vaporwave community vaporwave fans check it out but yeah so people make the vaporwave albums they exist within the vaporwave paradigm but i find so many albums don't really explore this this notion of like you know lost internet and like the corporate takeover people say it's anti-consumer but it's very consumer driven and you know to me it's not about consumerism or anti-consumerism it's bigger picture thing about how the world changed and how corporations kind of took over and turned it into a lot of this consumerist thing um through the internet so like we're kind of doing the same thing as being customers but also we use it as like an escape escape tool or exploration tool of the past, especially if you didn't get to experience it yourself and you can live vicariously through this old footage online and through these live videos people are making and the music and the art as well. Although some of the art is modern too. That's why it's hard to define going back to what I said in the beginning of like what vapor is because to me, um, it's very much rooted in that like internet kind of classic lost broadcast, lost media kind of stuff. And that's not the case for everybody. And that's not the sound everybody goes for, but we still call it vaporwave because it's like bedroom musician community driven, uh, some t- usually sampled, but it's grown a lot over time. So it's really hard to explain to people like what it is and ha- make them like, you don't, you never know what, picture they're going to come up with in their head through what you say to them it could not be correct there's a chance that it's not what you meant right so i just think it's it's interesting why it's so hard to convey and i think that's part of why it's so special to people and like why people get deep into it this is getting a little long-winded now here my apologies but i just want to talk about how the way the world changed when 
companies started taking it over like it was our internet and that's what kind of makes me sad and depressed so i use vaporwave as my escape sort of um depression you know it has very a lot of levels of it and some of it is just sadness some of it is real depression um for me and for many people you know we all have different versions of that too but i think we all feel it in some small way and um i wish i could explain it to people more and i wish i could like see into people's minds to understand what their version of vaporwave is so that i can truly connect with them on that subject and explore that portion of it deeper um which is why i like things like late arcane's uh stream because i get to see you know what what vapor means to him and, and whatnot so yeah that's that's pretty much my thought uh, any any so uh, i think to me uh vaporwave has really a, a, almost a completely different meaning uh than for you like it's less of a sad uh like the less thinking about like the corporatization of the internet and kind sadness of wanting to go back and for me it's more just like re-experiencing the magic of the internet in that time so mm -hmm. like it's kind of i'm less looking back and wishing i could be there and more of just like hearing it now and feeling like it's happening again you know in some way um yeah that that era of the internet to me it kind of like the, the internet is is magic right now like the things you can do on there it's crazy but like i think Back in like the 2000s, um, especially that's where that's what always hits hardest. Really getting on the internet and finding the things you could do there, and like it just had this different level of like potential. Like now, you kind of just expect the internet to do everything, but back then you didn't. And every new thing you found on it was like a surprise, and like you know, you you can't you didn't just think, oh yeah, I can probably Google extremely specific like conversion thing I need, or I need to turn like this this unit into this other unit or something like that, you know, finding just like a unit converter. That was a cool thing, you know, mm -hmm. like people making stuff and like, yeah, I, I don't know that that's kind of the, the magic I feel coming mm -hmm. back with vaporwave, at least the, the internet focused stuff. And, you know, not all of it is focused on the internet anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, like you've also got just the analog media, things like that. Um, yeah, but I think I really that's like the part. Oh, go go ahead. I was going to say, I think the part that strikes me the most uh, that you have written down for us here is how you say it's difficult to tell people you like Vaporwave, not because Vaporwave is cringe or embarrassing, but because everyone just has such a personal version of what Vaporwave means to you that mm -hmm. like you, it's hard to verbalize that to someone. And when you tell them you like Vaporwave, the first thing you get a lot of what's that and like, what does that mean? And you have to, you know how do you tell them your yeah. personal vision and, and they, they could seek it out and find it to be something completely different. So mm -hmm. like it's a difficult conversation to have mm -hmm. funny and like enough coming out as a vaporwave fan. Yeah. It's so interesting. You say that like, well, I, I do think the analog, you know, stuff is, and the VHS thing is kind of tied to what I was trying to explain at least like the old media four by three aspect ratios and, you know home video footage like whatever it is right commercial broadcasts and a lot of that is like tied to nostalgia too but that's so interesting to me like you have such an op 
optimistic. You're like a glass is half full version and I'm that glass is half empty one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good way to put not it. Not that I would like, you know, there's things I love about it, but I probably wouldn't go back if I had to choose. Um, and I've said this on the show, on the private suite show before, but, uh, you know, if there's no Wi-Fi, then, you know, no thanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not actually. So I probably would be better. None of us want to go that with, far back. With, with no <laughs> Wi-Fi, honestly. I just spent time with my cousin on his farm. He's got three kids running around. And it was just such a change of pace from living in the city. I don't know how many of our listeners live in the city versus the country or in between. But you just kind of get caught up in computers and like technology and whatnot because people need that like instant. Everyone has to know everything that's going on at every moment you know like going really far back you would send someone a letter in the mail and it would take a couple days to get there and you wouldn't expect a a response or if you're leaving a voicemail on someone's home phone you know maybe you wouldn't get a call back that day but now if you message someone it's like you know (laughs) they haven't messaged me back yet oh what's wrong right um and it's nice to, to just, you know, get away. But I don't know if I actually would if I had the choice. It's interesting. But either way... I'm sure there's good parts and bad parts. Yeah. Like the world we live in now expects a lot more immediacy, just like you have with mm-hmm. like text messaging, instant messaging. I mean, even emails to a certain extent were never as immediate as people expect, like a text return within a couple of seconds, minutes. Yeah. People will send a text and actually look at their phone and wait for the so-and-so is typing the pop-up mm-hmm. <laughs> just to make sure. Um, it's like we, we get our packages from Amazon in two Uber days Eats. or less sometimes. Yeah. yeah. At Uber Eats, where we don't even have to get up off the couch anymore. It's it's become such a fast-paced world that um, I, I forget who said it, but like it really resonated with me when I heard it. It was like, Back in the day, like a farmer might have had like two or three, two or three things going on, and that was being busy. Nowadays, we're tuned into like a thousand different things constantly. Mm-hmm. It's very exhausting. So vaporwave is to me like you guys have your, you know, your glass half full. You guys your glass half empty. My glass is full of mayonnaise. <laughs> so I, that's the best way I can explain it. Um. I had no idea what it was until I was watching like old vine compilations on YouTube. And I kept hearing this like goofy ass song that was like the punchline to every like video. And I was like, what Did is it go? this? No. no, no oh, no. it's I, the other one. Yeah. The other one. Yeah. That one, which was, and I was like, what is this? And I finally found it. I don't know how, what, what Google magic I did to find this thing. And then I learned like, oh, it's like a subgenre. It, it comes from like, yeah. kind of like, like, all right. I was already listening to like Synthwave and stuff like that at the time. So I was like, it wasn't a far leap for me. Mm-hmm. But like getting into it, discovering it and finding out more, it just felt like such a an underground niche kind of thing. So that's like, I, I don't really tell people like I mean, like a vaporwave fan. Like the only reason why I talk talk about it is if I'm talking to other people who already know what it is, just because I don't find, I don't know. I guess I don't find that weird joy in trying to convert someone or trying to share that with someone who's like. Also, I'm bad at explaining things. 
So just like, hey, yeah, there's this goofy, slowed down music that's come sometimes from the 80s, sometimes it's from the 90s, sometimes it's from yesterday. But it all just kind of has a theme that is themeless and mm-hmm. means a million different things to a million different people. And mm-hmm. anyone who dares step up and try to put a label on it, they get cast out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have tried so hard to put a solid like definition. And the only way we've gotten close to an acceptable one is just by making it so general, it's no longer a definition. Yeah, it's like a catch-all. Right. I've shown it to my parents and my sister and whatnot. And I remember one time, you just made me think of it. Um, I don't know who I was playing, but he was like, because he knows I used to take drugs and shit. So he was like, is this just like you trying to trip out again, bro? I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's like the slowed down voices. Like, isn't that like hallucinogeny stuff? And I was like, bro, I you're completely missing it, but I totally get it at the same time. Like why you would say that. <laughs> right. So like, it doesn't yeah, like, it doesn't harken back to a simpler time for me or anything like that, but uh, parts of it, parts of it still do. And like holding on to that past, like it brings me back to my childhood when I think about like, I don't think about like, the eighties with like bright flashy colors and interesting carpeted patterns. I, I mostly think about like, wood paneled walls and everything is brown and made Cavalier. out of cheap plastic and you know like that's that's kind of like what I, I i feel when i when i listen to these kind of things so for like as far as like how the internet has kind of changed um we have gained a lot of functionality we've lost a lot of control we and used privacy to be able, and privacy um because it, it also became monetize it wasn't just this thing that nerds used for information yeah i mean the whole point it. of it was a, a military experiment to share information as far and wide as possible it was right. widely was it, used was by colleges yeah arpanet and widely used by colleges to share information back when you know you had to like rent time on a single computer to run your calculations yeah and that's then, why they did it because they didn't want to drive like from yeah. one MIT campus to the other. Yep. Lazy people. <laughs> invented the internet. Yeah. Or or Al Gore invented the internet, however you want to believe that. <laughs> um and and nowadays it's like everything's so fast. Having just the mellowness, the mellow nature of Vaporwave, the way of looking at something that already exists through a different lens is a little bit refreshing. Mm. It's it's weird because it's not normal. It's not what you're going to hear on the radio. It's not what you're going to hear on TV. It's not what has been prescribed to you by any record label, any company, anyone who's already got their hand in your back pocket looking for your wallet. It's just somebody else having the exact same kind of feelings you're having in their basement, but they took their emotions, they put it to song. They put it to a beat. They put it to... A rhythm and they're trying to share that back out and then a bunch of people i don't know how they found each other but they did and a whole lot of them were at econ and a whole lot of them were at the tape swap and i think it was kind of awesome getting to see everyone kind of come together and meet in meet space and kind of share that yeah absolutely uh my my mic just like shat at the bed um hold on i I got it. Yeah. I hear you. 
Or do, no, no, I'm on one? the same one. It's just my Reaper, my local client, like crapped out. Oh no, they finally got you for not paying for <laughs> <a> license fee. <laughs> um, yeah, we have the, the the web recording, so I'll just like fix it. Um, but yeah, we're back. Sorry to to interrupt. Go on. I love oh, I love that your your glass is filled with mayonnaise. I mean, there's there's the third option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's true. It's like it doesn't have to be related to that at all. Um, and that's what's so unique about it. What is your version of Vaporwave, listener? Dear listener, please tell us on Twitter. Um, maybe we'll do a poll. Um, I'd love to hear what Vaporwave means to everybody and you know what uh, keeps you coming back sort of thing. I've asked that before as well, but it's it's so interesting to me we're all so unique but we share this special inside joke that only we get you know and i'm a part of a lot of online communities but there's nothing as deep or as broad as as this all right cool cool so um yeah thank you all for listening for tuning in um, just a reminder, we have the Max Head Reviews YouTube video coming out or just came out. Definitely give that a check. Just Google us or YouTube Utopia District. And check us out on Bandcamp. We've got a lot of albums there, some tapes. And our mailing list is the best way to stay in touch with what we have going on. Uh, we're going to be ramping that up once again now that I'm kind of over these... Uh, this hump and um yeah we we have more things in the works we can't really talk about yet but a lot of exciting things happening stay tuned for the um vapor shave event on march 18th we'll be posting that on twitter as well as sending an email and uh make sure you're tuned in for that and then we also have our spring break 87 one year anniversary and that is like one of my favorite albums an all of vaporwave by mist and blue screen we're going to be streaming it on twitch uh there is a vhs that we made and that's what we're going to stream do a little listening party as well and should be a lot of fun we're also going to do a giveaway because we still have stock of the vinyl and the vhs might be some cassettes maybe i'll give away one but um, yeah, so that should be a lot of fun too. And if you haven't heard the album, definitely come along. Like I said, it's one of my favorites. And um, I want to do a vinyl video for it too because the vinyl pressing like came out so good. The the sound is like it's it's insane what the engineers were able to do with it. Um, cool. That's pretty much it. Oh, and and uh, join the Discord if you want to chat with us on a more daily regular basis we've got some cool people in there doing some anime stream some movie streams some classics you know 80s 90s stuff and uh we'd love for you to come hang out yeah if you're a person who likes vaporwave and doesn't have anyone to talk to or doesn't want to share that with the people around them that's an excellent place to that's meet other point. people a ton of people friends from the discord met for the first time at the tape swap in new york 
and it was it was just a good time to see everyone kind of like put name to face at that point that in was, time. That was that's like the best part. We're literally just meeting these people that you spend so much time online with in the chats and and whatever. Um, so yeah, but in between Twitch streams, the Discord is certainly a great place to to continue the chats. Um, you know, after a good stream, that's because the Discord was private just for the team um, when we set it up back in like 2019 or whatever. Yeah, August 2019. Um, and then we made it public as a way to just be able to continue the conversation from our live events, uh, Flamingo Fest and Late Night Lights. And uh, now we're at almost a thousand members. So feel free to come say hi. Um, oh yeah, one more thing. Uh, we're also looking for a Discord manager to help us with more embeds and integrations and just make it a little more uh, exciting with things happening. Um, using the events um, channels and whatnot. We're also looking for some official team members, um, a, an, an executive assistant that would be directly working with Cerulea Deluxe, Intero, Flashbang, Dynamite, who uh, you know kind of helped me out on a lot of things and helping me out as well. And then live stream and video production manager. Uh, we have a lot of projects we want to get underway for the YouTube and people that are uh, excited to work on them. We just need help with coordinating the logistics and getting the things moving. But if you want to be a part of a cool Vaporwave project and uh, help out with that sort of stuff and get your name out there, this would be a great way to do it. And we can talk about the different, you know, um, dividends and uh, benefits for kind of being on the team and whatnot. For anyone that does apply so feel free to hit us up anyone that's listening on twitter or instagram or uh discord all right uh thank you so much guys i'll pass it over to you now if you have any final remarks i don't have too much to say but um look out for some of my video footage we'll be putting up in uh the streams coming out soon or any events we have coming down the, awesome. down the line um Always, always glad to be on the podcast. Happy to talk about vapor. It's always fun. For sure, man. And you, just uh, so people know, you are demo dog. <laughs> that is correct. Last, last checked. I checked. And uh, if anyone wants to follow you, how do they do that? Well, if you want a very, very low effort follow on Twitter, you can find me at Plastic Palms One. Uh, Plastic Palms was taken, so I had to add the one. Didn't think I'd have to say it a lot, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I it frequently post, but I do retweet a lot of awesome projects and things that I like. So, give me a give me a yeah, shout. Yeah, it's like follow back and, uh, or whatever, right? Um, so you yeah, can yeah. keep up with what other people are doing as well. Yeah, so I can actually see if there's anyone out there because I went for a month and I didn't have a single notification. So. So no one. So somebody come and fix any, that for me. Because Twitter should tell you, like, these are the most highlighted posts. I know. It blew my That's mind. It's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, okay, well, awesome. Thank you so much, Demo, for coming on the show. Uh, and DJ Nan? Yeah. So if you're interested in checking out my bi-weekly radio show, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, if you just Google search for Luxury Aesthetics Online or 
bit. Um, should find some videos popping up. If you see the little computer guy with the Happy Mac uh, finder face, that's me. Luxury Aesthetics Virtual Gallery. And we've got uh, some good stuff coming up. Going to start putting uh, album codes in the live stream. Going to try that out this week. So we're going to have an album that I'm going to play uh, on the show for that's coming up next week, actually, next Wednesday night. Um, and I'll be dropping some some download codes for the live viewers. What time? So, um, state or so 9 p.m. Central is when I do my show. It goes 9 to 10 p.m. Um, and we'll be in the live chat with some album codes. So I'm going to try and nice. start getting more codes, um, try and like drop some every week with one of the albums we feature just as a you know fun thing for people who make it to the mm. live stream. That's yeah. awesome. No, that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll try and make it out myself. And where where do you go All to right. to watch? Yeah, you can find me. Uh, I don't know how this new YouTube handles things <laughs> work. But my handle is really simple. It's at LAVG. So nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to search those. But if you just search for Luxury Aesthetics, probably uh, through the LCD pops up pretty fast because that's my most viewed mm -hmm. video. So. And the channel link there. And we'll link it up in the description too. Yeah. And you have Twitter? I do have Twitter. I'm not great on Twitter. It, I, it's basically a news feed. So you can either subscribe to me on YouTube and turn on notifications to hit uh, all the live streams, or you can follow me on Twitter and turn on notifications because right. the only time I ever tweet is yeah. the live stream. <laughs> so either way, I thought yeah, you can keep yeah. up with the show. Awesome, man. Awesome. I, plead, I do hope people check it out. It is one of the best uh, things in Vapor, honestly. Thank you. Um, it's my pleasure, man. Um, okay, so I guess we'll call it there. Um, thank you so much, everybody, once again. Uh, just one last time, follow us as well, Utopia District, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitch, um, and you can check out our website, utopiadistrict.com. Uh, and eventually, we'll be migrating that into the Bandcamp as well, so there'll be just be one website right now the bandcamp is its own page want to check that out utopiadistrict.bandcamp.com and we have some more albums coming out soon a couple tapes in stock from some great albums that i personally really love you want to check those out too all right thank you so much everybody it was great to have you all and we'll see you next time have a luxurious night bye everybody